Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. What a beautiful account we have read. It presents the beginning of the sufferings of our Lord Jesus Christ for us. But what do the, our Lord's arrest and anguish in Gethsemane teach us? How do we benefit from Jesus' fear and crying? I want to highlight three things this evening. First, I want you to notice that Jesus prayed. Second, that he prays that the cup might pass from him. And third, he asks his disciples to go free. First, this scene at the Mount of Olives teaches us, by Christ's example, how we should act in times of fear, temptation, and distress. The hour had come when Judas betrayed and the Jews captured and the Gentiles crucified Christ. What does he do? He's deeply grieved and full of fear, but that is not all. Jesus invited his disciples to go with him and to stay with him. And then going a little farther, he withdrew from them and prayed. The lesson for the disciples can, of course, be an excellent one for us to learn, for our own prayer. We must learn to do likewise. At any given moment, you or someone we know is facing darkness and horror, illness, death, bereavement, torture, catastrophe, or loss. They ask us, perhaps silently, to stay with them, to watch and pray alongside them. The example of Christ and of his disciples teaches us something very important. Do not let trouble so affect you or those you love that you forget to pray. When you or someone you know is in despair, anguish, or any distress, lift your hearts to God. Seek his help. Psalm 91 testifies to this when God says he shall call upon me and I will answer him I will be with him in trouble I will deliver him and honor him do not think that God is angry with you because you are going through a hard time instead turn to God as a child turns to its father since we believe in Christ, God accepts us as his children. Do not doubt that God, for Christ's sake, will be merciful to you and willingly help you. That's why we should pray for help. Jesus says, pray that you may not fall into temptation. But like Christ, we must also at times submit to God's will. Christ also prays, yet not as I will, but as you will. We should do the same. We do not know whether we will be helped soon or if we must continue in our affliction. And if God does not immediately relieve us or relieve us in the way that we want, our prayer isn't useless. 
Even in that kind of a case, God promises to strengthen us, to strengthen our hearts, to give us grace and patience to bear our trial and to have triumph in the end. But I want you to notice, second, that Christ our Lord prays that the cup might pass from him. What is this cup? It's the cup of God's wrath against sin. And Jesus does not want to drink it. He badly doesn't want to. It leads to a bitter death upon the cross and nothing else. But Jesus doesn't hide. He has no reason to. The Father has given him the cup to drink, and he is going to drink it. But why the hesitancy? Because God has placed your sins upon him. John the Baptist calls Jesus the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Our dear Lord Jesus trembles in Gethsemane. The scene there in Gethsemane is to comfort you. He's trembling because he has taken your sins upon himself. He is carrying your heavy burden. It is good that they do not rest on you. Because we are too weak even to bear a single sin. It would crush us under its weight. But Christ has taken our sins upon himself so that he may make amends for them, render satisfaction for them. And if your sin is on Jesus, it is you can be most certain that you are released from sin. Therefore, leave your sins on Christ. Firmly hope. That when you appear before God on Judgment Day, God will find no sin in you because all of your sin is on Jesus. Because he bore it for you. If your sins rest on Christ, you can be content. They are in exactly the right place, right where they belong. So, let your sins remain on Jesus and see what happens to him because of it. He takes them to the cross, and even dies for them. This should bring you comfort. You should thank God for his unspeakable grace. He has removed from us the heavy burden which would have hurled us into hell, and he has placed that burden on his own son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Cling to this comfort. He labored for you with griefs and fear so that you might be joyful and have God's grace and eternal life. And then I want you to notice, finally, thirdly, our Lord's reply to the mob seeking him. Our dear Lord is alone, and he has no weapon, not even an elephant gun. He's got nothing. So we might think that Jesus had reason to beg and plead since he stands before such a large angry mob with swords and spears and clubs. Instead, Jesus takes the initiative. He steps forward. He asks them whom they're looking for. They tell him. And then he commands the soldiers. I told you that I am he. So if you're looking for me, let these men go. 
Why does the Lord give such a command? He wants to show us that he values the lives of his disciples even more than his own. He rescues them, but he lets himself be taken away and bound. That's why we call him the good shepherd who lays down his life for the sheep. He shows you his love by his example. No one has love greater than this to lay down his life for his friends. So we see clearly that he cares more for you than he does for himself. Our dear Lord also does not want any partners with him in his suffering. Isaiah 53 tells us, the Lord laid on him and on him alone the iniquity of us all. He had to bear your sins alone and to offer himself as your sacrifice. The suffering of the Lord Jesus was suffering for my sins and for your sins and for the sins of the whole world. For Christ's sake, God will forgive you. He will pass by those sins. He will bestow upon you righteousness and eternal life upon me, upon you, and upon the whole world, all believers. This is why Christ desired to be alone. And he didn't allow anyone to be seized or suffer with him. Jesus Christ alone is your savior because he was taken away Bound, you get to go free. So, dear brothers and sisters, when trials come upon you or upon someone you know, watch with them and pray. According to Christ's command, pray that you may not fall into temptation. And remember how weighty a burden your sin must be if it oppressed and burdened and tortured the Son of God. But then see. How Jesus, your Savior, bore your sins. See how he does it all by himself to save you. See that he was taken away bound so that you may go free. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.